You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing in-office digital workflow and the impact on your dental practice. Our guest is Dr. David Giuliani, a general dentist from Rochester Hills, Michigan. He is a CEREC basic and advanced trainer, Serona beta tester, and Spear education faculty member focusing on CAD-CAM. For the sixth consecutive year, he has been listed as one of America's top dentists by the Consumer Research Council of America. Dr. Giuliani, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Phil, I appreciate it. Glad to be here, for sure. When we talk about the digital dental practice, there, of course, is a whole digital workflow behind it. How has the digital workflow that you've implemented with your dental team impacted your practice? Uh, that's, that's a great question, and it has a couple different answers that I think people realize as they kind of move into the digital workflow in their own offices because, you know, there's always that learning curve that people really are afraid of when they get to it. But I think the most important thing is, is pure efficiency. I mean, it has made us as an office really focus on, you know, a patient-centric care. So from a, the minute the patients walk through, if it's a restorative appointment, we are fully focused on that procedure and that, that patient-centric moment. Um, the efficiency of not having to bring back a, a patient for a second appointment for a delivery it's an amazing feeling when you think about how many of us waste so much time on temporaries that might fall off or, you know, dealing with that second appointment, not only in, you know, the world we used to live in, but in the today's world from, you know, not only an efficiency standpoint, but the, the cost of that second appointment is amazing when you start breaking down the PPE requirements now that we're all going through. So, you know, CRA did a, a big kind of studying on what that second appointment cost us. And before COVID, that second appointment cost us all almost about $100 of non-revenue dentistry. And it's amazing when you can get rid of that, what it does for case acceptance and, you know, literally the office bottom line. There's different levels of making an office digital, right? I mean, there's a transition for an individual practitioner to make that jump into a fully digital workflow environment. You're obviously an expert on this. You lecture everywhere and you go to different cities and, and talk about this, which is just a great thing to educate the dentists around the country. But what is it like for someone that's making that transition? Is, is it something where they take one step at a time, usually? You know, depending on the office, and you've been around all of us, and as a dentist, you know that, you know, we come in all different shapes and sizes, as well as, you know, caution levels. I think when we integrate technology into an office, um, I think the there are some offices that jump right in and go, you know, both feet in and they do amazing with it because they never look back and they really grab the education needs and the integration, whether it's schedule changes or whether it's just staff training. Um, they grab that by the horns and go. Some other people are a little more cautious and they they really enjoy that slower, you know, one step at a time thought process as they integrate it. And I'll be honest with you, the great thing about digital workflow and digital dentistry is, is really it does fit any office model. And I've seen guys just do phenomenal with it when they've taken it slow and gradual. And I've seen guys, you know, jump right into the deep end of the pool and, and do amazing with it also. So I think that once you get over the, I think, honestly, the biggest hurdle is, is our own box, you know, that we live in every day. You just got to get willing to really jump out of that box and, and really change the way we do dentistry every day because it's an amazing freeing moment when you do that. You have a digital workflow set up in your practice and that obviates the need for that second visit, which you've already mentioned. And you talked about the benefit to the dentist. Obviously there's a monetary benefit because you're saving the cost of that second visit. What does it do for case acceptance for the patient? Are they saying, 
yes to more treatment because they don't have to come in for that second visit? Yes, for sure. A lot of the kind of, I think, the jump into this with our patients are that emergency visit where a patient breaks a tooth and you can get them in right away. And in the past, you'd have to, you know, potentially core that and then bring them back for the crown. And that would be either one or two appointments. Well, now if you have an emergency appointment where a patient's broken a tooth, you can literally solve all of their needs from a functional an aesthetic and a, and a restorative standpoint all in one appointment. On a day-to-day basis now, we will have patients, if if something happens, right, like for any reason, you know, you're down or you, you can't mill out something in one day, patients will actually reschedule their, their visits to come in and have it in one day because, you know, the world the way it is, people don't want to take off any more time. They, they really want to get back to, you know, work as soon as possible and, and not have that second appointment. Not to mention, I think the caution that most people, you know, most of our patients take with a temporary, they just don't like having, you know, that spare part in their mouth for, you know, two weeks and while they're waiting for the lab, the sensitivity issues, the possible, I mean, obviously as an endodontist, you know this, the possible endodontic needs that come out of that. So we're seeing case acceptance just based on the fact that you can do it right away, really makes the patient understand the technology and the benefit to them because you're opening up the tooth one time less and you're really solving all their needs in, in one visit. And with everybody's busy schedule, that has led our case acceptance. Literally, we, you know, we do, studies on this annual and our, our case acceptance for just this easy single visit crown is over 90% literally every year since we've been doing this. Very impressive. So when you're making this transition to a fully digital practice, you know, education is important because there's a learning curve, obviously, and then there's support from the companies that are providing you with this equipment. Tell us about the importance of that. You know, both of them are so important. I think just to the comfort level of the practices that are integrating this technology, you want to know that you're not going to be limited in in what you might learn immediately and that there's an expansion of of the knowledge you have and the treatments you can provide for your patients. And at the same time, we all want to know that the support is going to be um, there when we need it. I mean, there's nothing worse that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here on a Mac and I'm sure you're on a PC or a Mac and there's nothing worse than, you know, waiting on hold and, and calling to be told, nope, it's not the hardware, it's the software, one versus the, the other. And I think, you know, with the Ivoclar system we're using and the digital workflow, they've got the support side so dialed in with their support services and the education system we're developing is really going to put doctors a little bit at ease knowing that the investment they made is going to give them something that's going to not only pay off dividends, not only to their practice, but really for their patient care. Ivoclar Vividen is the system that you're currently using. Yep. So right now, the Ivoclar, Ivoclar has the program L1 that I'm milling off of. I've been a, a digital um, chairside restorative dentist since the early, even in my military days, we had um, some of the older versions of the CEREC system. So I've been doing one form of digital chairside dentistry pretty much most of my career, ever since I got out of my residency in, in the military. So right now, I'm currently using the Ivoclar program L1, where there is a front-end partner, that's their trusted partner, which is 3Shape, and the entire system will be an Ivoclar-based system with a 3Shape backing um, coming out literally next month. So it's a, it's a full workflow that it gets full Ivoclar support, which is really nice. So when you talk about your staff, you know, there's a delegation of workflow responsibility. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how is that different than the traditional indirect restorative processes that you've used in the past? 
That's a that's another great question. We talk about that all the time in, in some of the events we do. It's amazing how I think we underestimate the power and the ability of our staff to not only communicate with our patients, but really take some of the load off of what we do every day, especially in such a busy you know world that we're living in right now. So I think every office has that person that is able to be able to be delegated this technology too. And, and I think you have to find that. So Early on when I did this, I found that some, you know, some of our younger staff for sure, and, and as I've gotten up in age a little bit, you don't appreciate how, how much our younger teammates know about technology. So some of our younger staff just takes a hold of the design and the imaging and the computer work really well. And we all have that really artsy person that made our great temporaries and, and, they, and they really took over as far as the restorative temporary side to get our patients through those two weeks. That's usually the artistic person that really does a nice job on the finishing and the characterizing and staining glaze. The great thing is, is once people see the technology, everybody becomes very, very good at all systems and all phases of it. So in my office, it's very easy. You know, we have our hygienist or I will go ahead and get the patient numb, but my staff, my clinical assistant who's working with me at that point will go in and scan the initial case. They will go ahead and get the case set up and get me ready to go. I'll come in, literally just prep the tooth. They, I will scan the final prep. I will mark my margin and then I'll walk away and they're doing design. They're doing um, the final mill and the characterization all as a follow through. So whatever assistance with me has been trained to handle all of the kind of the steps in the, in the workflow in it from the initial setup all the way through characterization. And after time goes on pretty well, you can really teach exactly what you're looking for in your restorations. And, and it's amazing how well with the software, you know, being so intuitive and how artificial intelligence is really delivering restorations that don't take a lot of um, time and effort to become very clinical and aesthetic. Compared to what you did before you were fully digital, how much chair time are you saving uh, with, you know, your personal involvement? You cut the preps and you mark your margins on the design software. And yep. how does that compare to what you did before? And, and what are we saving in time? So in any given, let's say the, in the analog procedure and the way we would do it, you have your, your initial up until you put your handpiece down is going to be the same. In Michigan, at least where I practice, you know, we can have your hygienist get the patient numb. So my office has been very you know, good, our assistants will see the patient. I'll literally come in and prep, and let's call it five to 10 minutes, I'll manage the soft tissue, and I'll do the image and walk away after I mark the margin. At that point, my staff would have taken over and maybe spent another 10 minutes on a temporary. I would have gone in and, and helped them cement it to make sure the, you know, the final impression was in good shape. They might have taken that impression. I would have still had to analyze it and um, get it ready to go out as well as check the final temporary where the true savings. So in that first appointment, maybe I'm saving five to 10 minutes of that first hour and a half. So in any hour and a half first appointment, most of us are in there. Let's call it 20 to 30 minutes total. We're in before the analog procedures. I might have been in there 30 to 40 where it really comes into play is that second appointment and the fact that I don't need to be in there to try in the crown, check the occlusion, check the contacts, and final cement that because I've already done all that in this first hour and a half. And the great thing about that is when you truly analyze that second appointment, not only is it non-revenue based, but you know, sometimes you're, you're getting the patient numb. So it's a second, you know, procedure for the patient that they're really not looking for, depending on sensitivity. So we've really, by eliminating that second half hour, have really gained almost 30 
five to 45 minutes in doctor savings, which, you know, when the average dentist in this country is producing, you know, $700 an hour, you're talking $350 of savings. And that multiplies so much when you start talking about the practices that do, you know, if you think about doing, if you do 40 crowns in a month, you need 20 hours, right? If you, you need 20 hours of delivery time in those 40 half hours. So I think we forget the math on that a lot as practitioners and what those 40 crowns truly cost us, you know, four to $6,000 in that second appointment, which is completely non-revenue based. And when you get rid of that and think about what you could do productively with those 20 hours, you know, the, the numbers really exponentially add up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just an improved lifestyle in the work environment. It, it seems That's like you're sure. a lot happier. And also, how about word of mouth as far as patients being really impressed with the digital office and saving that second visit? Does that help market the practice through patient word of mouth? Yeah, you would be amazed how many of you know your patients go back to work. Obviously, when we had a work to go back to, or if they're on a Zoom call saying they just went to a dentist, they got a crown and their staff was like, oh, now you got to go back. Are there people they're talking to? You got to go back for the second appointment. No, my dentist doesn't need a second appointment. And I'm amazed at how many word of mouth referrals we get. And, you know, that's free advertising just based on patient satisfaction. And I'm amazed on any given month, I'll bet you 30 to 40 of our new patients are all word of mouth referrals. And I think people really trust their friends and their family when it comes to recommending somebody. So I, I, I think that does wonders compared to whatever ad in the paper, a little four by six card you'd ever send out announcing that you do a procedure that they don't even understand until they can get in front of you. No, this has been great information, uh, Dr. Giuliani. Really, really well done. I just want to wrap up this podcast with this final question. I'm curious to know, compared to uh, what you did before in direct composites, are you doing way more indirect restorative work now as compared to direct composites since you've, you know, really dialed this digital workflow in? Yeah, for sure. I, the funny thing is, is that all of us are, are doing more, I think, with the patients in front of them. So in a normal quadrant-based case, let's say you might have a, a, a typical analog quadrant, right, where the patient needs tooth number 19 crown and then 20 was a DO and 18 was an MO. Well, I can prep 18 and 20 at the same time I prep those crowns. So if I prep my crown on 19, I can also prep 18 for an inlay and 20 for an, an inlay for the DO and the MO. And I can design all those at one time and mill them out. These things mill in, let's call it three to four minutes. And no matter what we do as restorative dentist, a direct place composite is a really tough procedure. And you can't place a composite, carve it back, you know, get really good marginal edge position, emergence profile, and embrasure spaces, it's really hard to do with the traditional band and systems we have, especially if you've cut a crown in tooth number 19's position. So what we've done is when we do quadrant-based dentistry, all of our past direct placed work is now done through mill. And that's the beauty of the materials we have available to us. So not only do you have the lithium disilicates, the Emacs blocks that we always use, and you have the traditional um, you know, translucent porcelains like Empress, but you also have a Tetric block now, which is basically a composite block that you can design your two surface restorations and bond those in, polish them up, but you have such full control over the aesthetics, the occlusion, and as I said, the embrasure spaces and those marginal ridges that seemed always, you know, submerge or get placed a little high when we end up doing indirect work and direct work in the same quadrant. So I'm, I'm amazed at how many more of these 
we are placing over the years and how easy it is because nobody likes that appointment where even my basic appointments where I've got, you know, all of us hate that morning huddle meeting where you've got two MO, three MOD, four MOD, five DO. I mean, you need a nap when you're done at the ends and wedges and, you know, to be able to cut all those inlays and mill those all out and glue them in knowing you've got great contact good emergence profile and your marginal ridges are going to be in good shape, you, you know you've done a really good service for the patient at that point. Yeah, no doubt. That is very convincing as far as really looking seriously into full digital workflow. And if you want to just end this podcast by telling our audience a little bit about your um, hands-on programs, you go around the country and, and you do some lecturing, where would they get information on this? Yeah, so obviously I would check first with your Ivoclar Vivident rep and you can, you know, now as the world's opening up a little bit more, we're, we're getting back out there and, you know, giving people the opportunity to not only, you know, explore the technology, but really get hands on to use it in, in real world situations like quadrant single units and the things we've talked about today. So start with your Ivoclar Vivident rep and you can also go to ivoclarvivident.com and there, the, Ivo, the Ivoclar Academy will talk to you about you know, some of the courses coming up and where those are going to be located. Thank you very much, Dr. Giuliani. Great stuff. We hope you join us again on Dental Talk. Our podcast program is growing very rapidly and we're on all the major platforms. We thank our audience. And we thank Ivoclar Vivident. So hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Phil. Thank you for everything. Look to see you soon.